Radio. Absolute Radio. Good morning, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I hope Anton Ferdinand got that hand buzzer I sent him. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Good morning, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and with Alan Cochran. You can text us on 812.15 or you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> using at Frank on Absolute. <sighs> Now, can I start, before we go any further, by saying I was shocked, horrified and upset by the topless paper, the topless photographs. I think, oh, yeah. I think it's disgusting. Yeah. I'm talking, of course, about the new Cliff Richard calendar. <laughs> 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 which is previewed in the, in the papers this morning. Um, oh, lovely. How old is, how old is Cliff? 72. I'll 72. tell you... It's, well, he says, I'm making 70 the new 50. Yeah. If I was 72, I think I'd be bringing my calendars out a month at a time. <laughs> <laughs> like the game-by-game game contract that players prone to injury sometimes yeah. take up. <laughs> I think he looks smoking hot. He's, he's, he, he's, got, um, he's got good abs. He's, I mean, he's got a much he better does. body than I have. Let me make that absolutely clear. My the face... Friend. The face I could... You know, I don't know if I'd swap for the face, but the... You've got, you've got a better face... Yeah, like the face the, uh, looks... It seems to be the same face on every picture. So I'm thinking he maybe had one when he thinks, yeah, I only look about 70 on that. <laughs> we'll use that and just move it about a bit. But or he, it's uh, lots of, uh, like, dishy younger men wearing those face masks that you see sometimes. Oh, yeah. Matches oh, God, what if it was that? I'm, I'll look, I'm just looking <laughs> oh. for elastic. <laughs> Frank, I can I just say, I'm not sure about a gold trouser in a Caribbean location, though. No. Well, I think that's good. It's I think it, re- it reflects the sunlight <laughs> and, uh, and keeps everything cool downstairs. Mm-hmm. I like the one where he's on the jet ski. It's got a touch of the uh, Vladimir Putin <laughs> about it. You know? <laughs> you know, when he catches fish or goes scuba diving or something. Yeah, Mussolini used to do that. Right. <laughs> Any photograph, um, Mussolini, photo opportunity, he'd take his shirt off. And uh, really? Putin has taken exactly the same. Thing. So it's Mussolini, Putin, and Cliff Richard. Yeah, the or, big three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that yeah. That'd be a great pub quiss question. What have they got in common? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, he looks. Uh, he does look amazing. He does. Yeah. He does. And do you know, slim. very he's, slim. He says he in the accompanying interview, which I think is almost Pulitzer Prize winning, yeah. some <laughs> of the stuff they've got out of him. He, it's on the long list. Certainly. Yeah. Cliff says, I'm never going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and I can't oh, no, argue it, with that. No, I think uh, he, he doesn't believe in uh, in coming back, Cliff. No. No, he's not, he's not a Buddhist. But guess what? <laughs> this doesn't happen by chance, these abs. He says, when I know my calendar is coming up, yeah. I go to the gym for about three months before every other day. So let that be a lesson to you boys. I can do that in three months. That's, that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and they can make your hair that colour as well. Of course, if ever there was a man who uh, doesn't need love handles, it's Cliff Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying neither love nor being handled in any way. No, he's just, it's, that's a nice friend that he lives with. Well, you know, <laughs> I think he's Is a it li- their friends? I know, does he live with anyone? I yes, thought, he does. I, ought, I thought he just lived with his record collection. No, he's, I met Cliff, he was, um, he's he was got a, a nice fella. He calls him his property manager. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. I like. I love a, an elaborate euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> no, brilliant. 
<laughs> of course, it means a very low-profile character. In the old days, to finish a gig, he wouldn't be off with, you know, he wouldn't be around with fans and all mm. that. And he was off with his property manager. He just used to slip into the shadows. <laughs> 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 so, um, what else? What else is going on today? Well, well what about Kate? Yeah. We should talk about Kate, shouldn't we? We should, really. Let's call her our princess of hearts. Shall we? Yeah. You could start some at there. Yeah, that'd be good, I think. I, um, what did you think? What did you think, Em? You're a lady. Do you want me to, me to give a review of what I think of... I, I thought you to talk about her actual... <laughs> oh, OK. Uh, no, I just... Did, what can I say? Do you think it's it's bad or... Oh, I think it's disgraceful. But I do think... I was surprised she was what I call a, a roof-down girl. I didn't think she'd be that kind of girl. Well, I think, you know, one has to sacrifice many things when you become a member of the royal yeah. family. And I, I thought mm-hmm. one of them might be topless sunbathing. Yes, I think you could be right. Because what you get back is not bad. Someone said to me, topless sunbathing, <laughs> but here's a palace and you don't have to work again. I know where I'd opt. Actually, I'd, I'd work. Obviously, I'd still come here. But yeah. I wouldn't come here topless like I normally do. <laughs> you could walk it, though, from the palace. No, I'd come by. Uh, I'd love to arrive with one of them golden coaches outside, oh, four yeah, horses on a Saturday morning. <laughs> oh. be, because you'd be sitting in and you'd be, oh, here, come, here comes Frank. Oh, be, <laughs> and then it'd be Shep pulling it. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid Shep is no longer with us. I know. Wish you hadn't brought that up. <laughs> oh, God, I can feel that. Can you hear that on my chest? It's well enough. Well enough over it. Yeah, we, we need to decide about this, though, because I'm, I'm, it's, uh, I'm concerned about it. I'll be mm. straight with you. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, meanwhile, yes. over at a villa, a certain lady has been sunbathing. Can I just say, um, Daisy the producer gave her opinion just now. Mm. Um, it wasn't asked for, but, you know, nevertheless. <laughs> she said, oh, I think it's really nice. It means they still fancy each other because she's sunbathing topless. Mm. I said, um, with my slightly more bitter world view. <laughs> no, actually, because I think that's a very bad sign. I think it's all gone wrong. The fact that she can lie there naked and he's not jumping on her and doesn't see her in a sexual well, way. Well, well, I mean, he's a member of the royal family. A certain decorum observes at all times. I think there's some traditions in that department. I as think well. they have. It, they do definitely. I think we had a text to say that she wasn't sunbathing at all. We had uh, six four two texted in saying she was changing, not sunbathing, but. Oh. I don't know. No secondary evidence. Bear in mind the seven or eight photographs. Some of them she's just mm. sitting there. So I don't think that's <laughs> correct. I'm not saying I've gone on the internet and looked at them, but why are they so blurry? <laughs> 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 I'd kill for all my photos in the press to be that blurry. <laughs> <laughs> if I appeared in the press, I think, wearing just a small pair of briefs. Oh, God. The only Again. thing I'd get is brochures from Swiss death clinics. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, everyone said there's a lot of hypocrisy and all this lot because they blah, blah. There is, I must say, what really got my, what really upset me mm. was that the same paper refused my um, pictures of Catherine Jenkins beheading a goat, <laughs> which I had on a secret camera. So, you know, all this talk of bad taste then and, you know, uh-huh. invasion of her privacy. And, and now... Did they think you were kidding? That's absolutely tremendous. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh trem- I just got it's absolutely it. tremendous and no bots. <laughs> <laughs> now, you see, um, I, I do, um, I think, I, I like the way he's got angry on her behalf. Like It's a- made him quite sexy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. can see that. Because yeah. I was looking at the pictures thinking, for God's sake, William, put a hat on. 
you'll burn. <laughs> One of those burn to pieces. Yeah, anything like to, co- from anything the to cover the patch. At least get some, oh. get some factor 28 on that ball back. He should it have did. a little baseball cap. He should. He should be, there should be a man oh, who but, does that. But yeah. people, give, me a, give me a hat. That's the thing. <laughs> Jackson, <laughs> get me a hat. Jackson. Not a crown. Jackson. Not a crown. That's the worst thing I need, a crown. Give me a hat, Jackson. It covers the... Not a crown. <laughs> um, Prince William on holiday there. He can't I wear a baseball that, cap, though. I Rich love that he turned into Rich in the third. That's how he talks. Oh, no, he old. needs to wear a baseball cap. No, that's a bit Johnny no. Bryant. Google no, no. him. But no, really yeah, I remember Johnny can't. Bryant was the one really who sucked people to his toes. He can't. Yeah. Exactly. That's the weird thing, isn't it? That... Like, it is an invasion of privacy, and you think, well, and she was only sat in a sunbath, and she wasn't sucking toes. Or changing, one of the two. I think she's sunbathing and changing. There's a bit where she's she's sort of leaping up, taking off her top, like... like, Extraordinary. You know when you see Superman (laughs) leaving the um, phone box, and the still remains of his shirt and suit falling away from him? It was like that, like like there'd been an emergency in a nearby town, and she'd said, hold on a minute, and it's it's time for topless princess. And uh, (laughs) she'd gone into her outfit, and off she'd flown. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite exciting. When I say exciting, I mean disgusting. (laughs) Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about uh, our Princess of Hearts being uh, caught out by the evil paparazzi in the bushes. Mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, wasn't it just one 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 rogue Frenchman? They reckon. Was it a Frenchman? Yeah, yeah, we don't know that. Do we know that for sure? They think it was a, a rogue Frenchman. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that, but, <laughs> but uh, apparently it was a mile away. The place. Wow, from, what? A from mile? The chateau. It's amazing what they can do now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. see, the whole. I'm having one of my technology moments. I must there. say that out loud about four times a week. It's amazing what they can do now. Yeah. But this see, is my favourite. What, what will they think of next? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And people around me think it's a rhetorical question, and it isn't. I'm actually trying to find out what they think of next time and buy into it. Yeah, now that Tomorrow's World isn't on the television yeah, exactly. you're and, just yeah. asking. And I've sacked my personal advisors for finance. I'm, I'm trying to find out what they actually will come up with next. <laughs> Obviously I sacked them because they broke me. They broke me like one might break a twig on a riverbank. Oh, so, God, um, God, I find that awkward. <laughs> but I did like the fact that um, William got angry. Yes, yeah, I did. That's what you want. That suggests like that you know, looking. There's something mm. about yeah, the yeah. prince looking after him, his princess. It was very hot. And yeah. the to sue someone, which the, the royal family it's never practically does. Unheard I reckon of. he broke crockery. I reckon he. Do you think? I reckon he threw some. At, like, I heard he put three down. servants in hospital. <laughs> 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 he was so angry. Even he beat two up and he made one jump off a balcony. <laughs> Even Jackson. Even Jackson, his beloved Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> now Jackson fled. He's changed, his, he's changed his tune, though, because if you remember that famous... Oh, Jackson. Bit, that, no, Jackson always <laughs> sticks to the same tune, and it is truly subservience. <laughs> but uh, he uh, famously... Kate appeared in a fashion show, didn't she, at St. Andrews oh, University? Oh, yes, in that yeah. see-through frock. I mean, she had, a, she, yeah, she had things covered up. But, um, and he said to a friend, Wow, Fergus... Kate's hot. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Well, he's changed his tune quite a bit. Yeah. And now it's now it's basically I'd say in a in a in a judicial um format, it's are you looking at my missus? Is the new approach that he's taken on. Uh-huh. Yes. You looking at my missus? 
He, he's gone a bit Birmingham man. He has, yeah, which is which is obviously always a good thing. Mm. But uh, it'll be it'll be good to see how that pans out. I think yes. Oh yeah, pans out. I feel like I'm going through the papers on Sky News. Yeah, because see how that pans out. Dave, you found an interesting uh, story in the Telegraph. What was that? What see, I think I, I said you found an interesting what? Oh, <laughs> uh, going to the advert. Oh. There you go. I think I remember when people started suing each other. I remember it in the playground, people saying, in America, someone sued McDonald's because their coffee was hot. And, and oh, I remember. Yeah. No, I'll tell you what it used to be. It used to be those Apple uh, turnover things. Oh, yeah. Someone yes. bit one of those. And, uh, yes, they that locked. was more our era. It took the, the bottom turnovers. part, part right. of their face away. Yeah, yeah. People didn't. <laughs> I think it was, it was tied in with the Phantom of the Opera uh, story <laughs> at our school. Isabel Dinois. Yeah, this bloke had one of those hot Apple turnovers and he had to live like um, in the bowels of the earth underneath an opera house. Oh, do you know? People. That's making my stomach go now. That apple, I'd love one of those apple it's turnovers very sweet. now. We'll get, very you, sweet. we'll get you one. I Hold can't. On <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot I've got headphones on. That really hurt. <laughs> well, we don't do a lot of slapstick oh, feel, on this show. But... I feel like a batsman who's had, had, had a bouncer in the grid. <laughs> you know, I haven't been physically struck by it, but the reverberations are going round and round my head. <laughs> Absolute. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yes, we had a we had a text about. Uh, we uh, we did. Um, we had a text saying, Frank, what worries me most about the photos of the princess is that it could have been someone hiding undetected with a gun, not good, a camera. Good point. It's a <laughs> they good must point. have been watching them for quite a while. Well, you say it's a good That's point. That's from Julie in Birmingham. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sure we're the people to bring this security-based point to. Well, no, I shall. I shall action that. And also, <laughs> action it. I don't think, from a mile away, you, I think you can afford to be a little bit less accurate with a long lens camera than a like a rifle. No, that was no grassy knoll no, he was no. on. No, no, but from a mile away, he could have had a scud. <laughs> what about that? My, 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 my first thought when I saw it was, you know, from that, what if he'd have had um, one of those red laser key rings? Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah. could have made her look right <laughs> stupid, dancing from nipple to nipple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've always felt that Hitler would not have taken over Germany if those red laser key rings existed <laughs> then, because he'd have done those big dramatic speeches and people have been <laughs> dancing around on his face <laughs> with one of those. People thought he was just an idiot, that bloke. That bloke with the red squiggly bits, forget about it. That's my theory. Mm. So this week, yeah. I've, been, um, I've been doing a bit of team writing. Oh, writing, lovely. writing, sort of for West Brom. For, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've already we've written an entire midfield. <laughs> oh, now sort of writing jokes as a team with some other guys for oh a, yes for a, for a television. Sort thing. of the writing room. Yeah, it's a strange experience because um, I'm 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 a bit of a lone wolf when it comes to writing jokes normally. So. It's uh, it, it can be quite tense mm. in there. Mm. I can imagine. You know, you come you come up with a joke you think's the best idea you've ever had in your life, and there's just a terrible silence. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's not good. It is awkward. And then you just have to go. So, um, or we could. And oh God! I see. I have a method which not everyone finds less worrying. I always if if, if they say a joke, I'm not that keen, and I'll say, yeah, it's a bit of an Elton John. <laughs> oh. And um, which means it's a little bit funny. <laughs> oh. Do you, and, do you uh, explain this to them beforehand? Oh, I, no, the, the first time I do it, right? I, no, yeah. no, I say it. I, well, I wait till the first time I say it. So I say that's a bit of an Elton John. They say, "What do you mean?" And I'll say, "It's a little bit funny, mm. little bit." 
And then there's another terrible awkwardness. And on we move. <laughs> there, there was one brilliant moment. You know, there's a, a recurring joke that I do, that if someone, um, like, if you said to me, do you know Vanessa May? Uh-huh. I'd say, no, but thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> work with everyone that no but it works with anyone called may okay and also there are other versions do you also know brian it? and Absolutely. vanessa yeah brian vanessa and uh, Teresa. oh yeah and uh, <laughs> do you know victoria wood no but thanks for the team <laughs> yeah there's a lot of people that have got those surnames yeah so we were sitting in the writing room and who should walk past but um james may from um, <gasps> oh frank <laughs> and i just turned to the back next to me and said no but thanks for the tip and he got it Oh, because oh. <laughs> I've done that joke so many times. And how marvellous. James May is a walking punch... Well, not a punchline, he's a feed. Mm. Did he have a... He's pa- a feeder a as well, apparently. I heard he was a feider oh, as yeah. well. <laughs> Paisley <laughs> shirt and uh, frayed bleached jean on. He had jean. That, that is more or less exactly what he had yeah, on. I couldn't tell, but there was a hint of cowboy boot. <laughs> oh, really? Which, oh, uh, yeah. they'll get any worse than that. Mm. If only I'd had a high-power rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, when me and David Bidet used to write together, we used to have, because we wrote sketches, we used to have what we called our rent-a-ghost card. <laughs> so What's someone that? would say, well, we could have a thing where Wayne Rooney comes into a room and blah, blah, and say, oh, a bit rent-a-ghost. Yes, I understand that. Yeah, and, uh, like, it's a bit too childish and, oh, really? and all that. Mm. But there is one thing in the writing room which is, um, which is causing me, which I think is actually endangering my life. I'll come to that in a minute. Oh, wow. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So, Jaffa Cakes. Over in the writing room. Yeah. Um, what happens is that we start. Uh, Jaffa Cakes, the problem. I thought you were just calling Emily Jaffa Cakes. No, Jaffa. <laughs> so Jaffa How Cakes. How dare you? I don't really have a pet name for Emily. I don't know. I've never done that. But Jaffa Cakes would be all right. It sounds like you're, you're making some sort You're going to give me a carb-based of... nickname? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's true. I was thinking today, somebody used the word breadwinner, and I thought, that's why Emily's single, isn't it? She doesn't want a breadwinner in the house. <laughs> 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 don't bring that stuff in here! That's a good point. Um, I just mentioned your signal just to tantalise the boys. Oh, the texts that we'll get now. Well, <laughs> using their night move. So, um, I was happily eating Jaffa cakes thinking, you know, well, there's orange in it and vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> and in the also, same way that Sunny Delight had vitamin C. <laughs> yeah. What happened to him? Um, but they, uh, they, don't, they don't crumb up much either. That's another good thing about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed on the packet that uh, s- they provide 7% of the sugar. One Jaffa cake provides 7% of the, sh- the sugar intake that they recommend for a, a human being. For One d- Jaffa cake. For that day? For that whole... Yeah. Oh. Wow. 7%. Mm. So I toyed with the idea of having no zero sugar and then having 14 Jaffa cakes just before I went to bed. As a, white, as a sort of carrot on the end of a stick, well, more of an orange, I suppose. Uh-huh. But it's, it's quite... That's a lot, isn't it? You're, I'm mm. looking to you as our dietitian. Thank you. You'd be right to in this room. 
Um, that is a lot. Frank. You may know that Emily is on the Wow diet. Oh, it's called. It's not Wow. It's OMG. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I know it was three letters. No. Yeah. Uh, Six uh, weeks to OMG. The, G- the GVH diet. <laughs> <laughs> it, knocks you about, it knocks you about a bit, but it's worth it. <laughs> your, your manager came down to the show last week, and he was a bit of a carb buddy for me. Yeah. Like, he looked after me. Do you know, he performed an intervention and stopped me eating a sausage. I, I, I saw that. It was the most touching moment between us. He <laughs> went, no, Emily, don't do it. Yeah, Emily ordered a sausage and he said, actually, they put quite a lot of <laughs> meal. <laughs> meal in sausages. <laughs> and that's... When we left, I looked, I looked back over my shoulder and that sausage was still untouched on the plate. Yeah. Oh, really? That, that upsets very... me. I don't like wasted food. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you looked back and John was eating it. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, just popping it in the top pocket like a, like a new father with a cigar. No, he's on the... He's on the... He's not six weeks to OMG, but he's on the diet as well. That's what it's called, six weeks to OMG. How many weeks to your OMG? Well, I think I'm at O. What do you think? Oh, I'm getting I think you're at OM. I, oh, yes. lovely. Yeah. I'm to M. I agree with no, I'm, think, I'm taking the yoga class version. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but Emily was saying that part of the diet, which I find utterly amazing... Um, I'm calling it the balloon section of the diet. Yeah, you have to. You're meant to blow up balloons. It's good for your abdominal muscles. Apparently, it's a really good exercise. It's kind mm. of, yeah, it's the clown-based section of the diet. Yeah, and yeah. You, you have to blow up twenty every other day. Yeah, is that twenty right? every so other day. So that's a tip for people at home. And also, it's, it, it suggests why Kate Middleton has got such a great body because she comes from a party family. Oh, <laughs> Those girls grew up blowing up balloons. That's why they're so svelte. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Um, Frank, our lovely listeners have got some views on my OMG diet. The listenership. Yes. Well, first there's a question, there's an inquiry, a practical inquiry from 994... Does it have to be 20 separate balloons, or is letting the air out of one balloon allowable? <laughs> so that's someone who's going to give it a go, you see. Oh, yeah. the, the t- I think if you blow the same balloon up 20 times every other day, it's going to be pretty easy, because that balloon's going to be a ragged old thing. How dare you? It's sure. going to look How like Cliff you? Richard th- more than three months before his calendar. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ed Bowden has also emailed in, who says... Just when you think women might not be mental... You is, this, hear, is this how Ed Bowden yeah, talks? this is totally how he speaks. <laughs> OK. You hear about a diet that involves blowing up 20 balloons a day. Mental old women, aren't we? <laughs> Honestly. I you don't have I'm, to be mad to work here, but it helps. I, uh, I'm slightly fascinated by the uh, balloon thing, because if you blow up a few balloons, you do, you know, uh-huh. you get the feeling. I mean, it's, it's sort of, you know, you don't have to buy any kit or no trainers... <laughs> Yeah. Well, exactly, and you can do it wherever you are, on the tube. No-one gives you odd looks, <laughs> I've found. Yeah, people are very tolerant. I think tolerant. it depends what shape you're after. If you, if you do the globe, OK, but if you do the lo- if you do the dax hunt... Oh, I'm not... Oh, yeah. No sausage dogs allowed. I can't have sausages, I've told about, you. Um, if you blew up a, a long balloon on the tr- on the tube just for exercise, there would be kids looking <laughs> over thinking, I'm getting a... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a poodle here. And then you just get off the tube. All you do is disappoint passengers yeah. that are... Well, balloon modelling probably means women who've built their fabulous bodies. <laughs> They're balloon models. So is the idea that you blow up the balloons for exercise? It's, yeah. Why not just do some exercise? Am I being stupid? Well, what, what, because it's, 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 it's
what, what other reason would there be to blow up the balloons as part of a diet? <laughs> Some celebration for every pound that goes. Well, do you know what else? Because I read recently that a really good exercise for your thighs is to wear really long red shoes. So, I didn't really. <laughs> I'm just suggesting that this bloke wants you to look like a clown. I'm all right with that. Oh, I see. I yeah. think you blow them up and put them on the door. There's two that symbolise either a children's party or someone on the six weeks to OMG diet. Yeah. Yes. He's nicked the children's party um, insignia. Yeah. Except for the cake and the jelly. He definitely doesn't do that. No. Maybe gluten free. Hi, Fra- uh, can we just? Dan says hi, Frank, Emily, and Alan. I know we're all pedants together. So you won't, there's a D there, it's okay. Um, so you won't mind my pointing out that Kate is a duchess rather than a princess. However, if Emily is looking for someone to treat her like a princess... It's a night Very move. Good. Very good. <laughs> it's a late switch. Well, Thanks, Dan. If she's married to a prince, surely she's a princess as well as a duchess. Mm. I don't think that's how it works. No, Frank, it? it doesn't work like that. Me, can you get me uh, the Brett? Thank <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to the bottom of this one way or another. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, this is uh, Frank Skinner. I'm on Absolute and I'm playing to you. No, no, I can't. <laughs> Middle-aged man doing that, terrible. Oh, I'm Richard, Richard Alan Maitley. Cochran, yeah. Emily Dean, and we're talking good, and we're talking clean. You can text oh. us on 8-12-15. Oh. That's our scene, you know what I mean. Oh. Follow us on Twitter using Frank on Absolute. What? Don't shoot. That's cute. Oh, um, oh my God. Oh, oh, it's so embarrassing. I could feel my hat turning round so the peak was facing the back as I spoke. You know there's a bit where we do really funny bits on this show and Daisy the no, Producer... No, well, I really used to be. Daisy the Producer immediately scribbles it down for the trailer. Uh, I think that's just happened with your little, uh, with your little top of the hour rap there. Oh, embarrassing. So uh, I'll look forward to hearing worse. that on Absolute all week. I find, <laughs> I find people who rap for a living... Quite embarrassing, but people, yeah. people when like middle-aged men do it. Can I just say, Frank, that was the audio equivalent of Cliff Richard's calendar. I think, <laughs> I think you're right. No, if only I'd practiced for three months, <laughs> wouldn't have been a lot better. But I do feel like slipping into the shadows now and never ever coming out again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know if it made any sense, but you, you can do all those things. You and, get the uh, idea. What yeah. we used to do is used to give you like fun questions to answer, so that we people texted in and we had like a, a sense of interactivity. And now we just talk. Well, we could have done that. <laughs> okay. Okay. We ask them how much they like Jaffa cakes. If, well, if there's any Jaffa cakes uh, theories out there or views, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> well, you know, th- you know. Th- well, can you get a milk chocolate Jaffa cake? Are they all plain? I don't believe. Oh, you can. Frank, that's what? a lovely question. Why don't they go white chocolate Jaffa cakes? Don't oh, they? oh, with the orange base centre, revolting. Yeah. Maybe oh. the white with a raspberry would work. Raspberry? With a raspberry? <laughs> raspberry? Raspberry, is that what I'm mispronouncing? You're talking about raspberry cakes, aren't you? Now it's raspberry. Yeah. Raspberry. No, no, that's it's too much. Doesn't sound why don't right they? Why me. don't they bring out promotional um, umbrellas that are dark brown on the top and and, and a sort of that sandy sponge colour on the underside? Oh yeah. You know, Jaffa cakes often come up in uh, financial discussions when they talk about VAT because I think they? I might be wrong here, but I think there's VAT on biscuits, but not oh, on yeah, cakes, cakes, or the yeah. other way around. And oh. Jaffa cakes are so nearly biscuits, aren't they? They get away with it, and they get away with it because they're cakes. They I think don't so. Yeah. yeah, they're cakes. I can't remember which way around it is, but you could ask Adrian Childs because he used to do work in lunch, didn't he? So he would know. He'd know. Yeah, he'd know. 
Um, oh, somebody hello, will text us in. Hold on, I'll try the phone again. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, Adrian, yeah, um, read Jaffa Cakes. <laughs> It might be a slightly weird call. I'm, That's how I'm people not saying start it won't business be. calls, isn't he? <laughs> I'm not saying it won't be a strange call. Because every business call start re. <laughs> yeah. But you know, oh. people do that with their friend. This week, in fact, I uh, texted Emily about um, diesel estate vehicles that I would recommend for hiring. He did. It was did the you? most Alan Partridge text I've ever received on my phone. I, uh, I think I said something like the uh, Mondeo is well regarded or something like that. He well, is. I phoned Pete Doherty this week and began, re rehab. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was Gareth Gates. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I don't want to to put the telly on because I'm a radio fan, but we've got Sky News on and there's a shot of, a long shot of um, Afghanistan. And there's something on the screen which looks like a giant insect-based insignia, which suggests to me that <laughs> a supervillain is trying to break through <laughs> and make a big announcement about something's <laughs> going on. But there is, there's like a big insect, and no one's referred to it. I'm terrified. It's been there it's for the a while. It's the end of the world. <laughs> the end of the world, but Frank. they can't stop us from laughing, can they? <laughs> or from texting in them from, oh, go on, Jaffa Cakes-based... Facts. Excellent. Uh, I've started something here, haven't I? You really have. Go on. Crawl. Well, um, we've got 870, Sue. I like that she calls herself Sue870. 870. It just says Sue. It's, it's not the same telegram that Prince William sent to his lawyer. <laughs> Sue. <laughs> <laughs> go on. She says, biscuits go soft when stale, cakes go hard. Jaffas go hard, so they're cakes. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, I'm taking your word for that, Sue. Mm. Well, also the they don't hang around cake. long enough in our, in my company. Mm. Really, you're going. To, well, I, I take I take I don't bite them. I take it like a lozenge. <laughs> do you go? Do you go full pelt? A hot drink. Oh, hot man. drink and a full. They, they, cake. they don't well. They yeah. don't well because you think the sponge. You think it won't take a donk and it'll collapse. But it, of course, it's got the uh, the rubber innards <laughs> of the uh, of the orange. Um, I'm glad you've mentioned the rubber innards because uh, Matt from London has texted, and this is news to me. New information. Uh, did you know they did a lime filling Jaffa cake for Halloween one year? No. That sounds... You should have gone for oh, pumpkin. I, I don't pumpkin. exactly. <laughs> you should have gone for pumpkin. You could, you could have scratched some of the chocolate off to make a face. Why is lime spooky? I suppose it's the green ghoulish type thing. And 827 you know. says, morning all. I like him already. <laughs> yeah. Jaffa cakes... See a copper. Sounds like a copper. <laughs> morning all, just to let you know, uh, your, your, your upstairs window's uh, blowing. <laughs> Thank you, officer. Can you get a cup of tea? I wish I could, madam, but you know... Stuff to do. Anyway, <laughs> be seeing you. Keep keeping peeled. <laughs> wow, you're uh, so this, you're in so many characters this today. Corner. Morning, morning, Jackson. <laughs> morning, just getting, the, just getting the prince's morning papers. Oh, I might leave the papers this morning if I were you. Yes, that's what I thought, Constable. <laughs> oh, Carry God. on. Um, I love the village you inhabit in your yeah. head. I, I don't live there. It's Prince William's little place. Oh, where's got a he gone? Okay, I think the... he got a village for his uh, so birthday. This copper, 827, morning all, Jaffa cakes are a superfood. Athletes right. and rowers eat them because their fat-to-carb ratio is exactly three to one. Now... That's music to my ears. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. it means. Also sounds I like do. a made-up fact. You see, it? I wouldn't be worried about eating so many. I'm on about... I suppose I'm on about nine a day, and I'm... 
clown. No, I, w- I, I will do. not. I will not go double figures. Four above that's what the standard. doctors would recommend. Frank, that's yeah. uh, okay. Let's say forty-five calories a Jaffa. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I know it's a lot, but uh, but if I mean I take his point, but if I was a, a an international standard rower or athlete, I mm. probably wouldn't be so worried about it. Mm. But I'm not really burning them off by. Um, Watching the Green Hornet on video. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, uh, Jackie in Liverpool, have you ever eaten the cheaper version, Frank? Oh, I don't like the sound of them. No, I don't. No. That, 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 uh, like Blue Stripe Jaffa Cakes or something. <laughs> <laughs> my my mum's Jaffa Cakes. <laughs> Panda Jaffa Cakes. Yeah, yeah. one like that, wouldn't they? Yeah, they don't sound good. No, I don't think I ever... I didn't know there was such a thing. So well, you're going nine a day? You think on the Do you remember cake? the mad Jaffa Cake Eater who used to be on the adverts? No. He used to be a man, I think played by Victor Spinetti, who um, was in Hard Day's Night. He's a good actor. I'm afraid no longer with us. Mm. Um, oh. So I'll, I'll give you a chance to uh, change the <laughs> tense on that. Anyway, and he wears a hat, which is like a large Jaffa Cake. Oh, does he? And uh, he's catch- that Simon Munnery? And his catchphrase. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Simon Cow. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, no, he's mo- his hair looks like a fig roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then he used to get the mad Jaffa cake eater, and whenever he saw Jaffa cakes, he'd say, there's orangey. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he was trying to get a catchphrase. Which he? is what I say every time I see Craig Revel Horwood. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank, I think it's... Emily! Oh, my God. <laughs> Good heavens. I think it's time we uh, discuss on this show one of our... F- he's, all, he's not quite a friend of the show. Uh, his mother is. But Andy Murray had some oh, good yes. news this week. Did you did you hear about that? I did hear about it. I, I, was, just, I was just off to bed. Mm. And I put the telly on. Mm-hmm. And he just won the first set. Mm. Oh. And, uh, and then I went to sleep. Oh, really? You didn't stay in? No. I'm, I like... You know, I'm glad he won. But I don't actually need to witness it. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm prepared you? to take the word of the news bulletins. Mm-hmm. I but saw... good, you know, it's brilliant. And also, he had uh, he had blue trainers on, which on tennis I like to see mm. a nice white plimsoll, predominantly white, as the uh, Wimbledon rules yeah, are. That's what I like. But mm. great, it's that could be taken white. out of context. That quote, <laughs> <laughs> um, Frank. Also, what did disturb me? I looked up to the friends and family box. Mm. I, Ivan Lendl there, fine, no problem with that. That's his coach. I bet he was punching the air, wasn't he? <laughs> Ivan, not much. <laughs> old uh, old Marmari, absolutely, every right to be there. Yeah. Kim, Brilliant. absolutely within her rights. Old man Ferguson. Yeah, Alex Ferguson was what there. What the hell? Yeah. Old Blast Furnace, why was he there? Um, How depressing if you won the first Grand Slam in 76 years, looked up and saw that I face. think apparently every time the ball was just over the line, his nose lit up. <laughs> <laughs> so he was actually part of the organ. And Sean Connery was there as well. That's right. Yeah, but yeah. he had an old blanket on. Yeah, he did look like he'd no, put the dog's wife. blanket on. <laughs> <laughs> he had a blanket on? Was he, it really He looked hot? a little bit sort of Ronald Reagan retirement home. He had yeah. like a Panama oh, hat and, a, and mm-hmm. a blanket over him. Well, he's, you know, I don't know how old Sean Connery is, but I think... Uh, old. I don't know if he'll see another strawberry season. <laughs> <laughs> put it this way, I don't think it's the three month before his calendar period. No. He's not looking his best. Can you still get a Sean uh, Connery calendar? <laughs> I, think it's, I think it comes in corrugated cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's... Um, i tell you what that he didn't do, though. Mm. Um, when I was a, a young man and, and used to watch tennis, if people won a game, they used to jump the net. 
Oh yeah, is to run and jump oh. the net to shake hands with the, with the, the opponent in their half of the court. Yes, Fred Perry style. We haven't seen. But I mean, even, even in the seventies they did it. Mm. Yeah, we haven't seen jumping the net since Becker did it. Mind you, he jumped everything, didn't he? That was part of his problem. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he jumped, he, he jumped the net, the net lit the his head on the roof of the broom cupboard. <laughs> 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 no, uh, but it's a shame that's died out, isn't it? Yeah, that is. I noticed in one of the press conferences there was a picture of Kim and Andy. Now, I know I love a bit of detail, but mm. she was holding a Starbucks cup, Kim, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and very, you know they write your name on it. Very Jimmy Carl. It said Judy. Oh. She must have stolen old oh. Ma Murray's cup. Yeah. She or was drinking both, out of old Ma Murray's cup. Or Frank. they both take their coffee exactly the same way and they'd swapped it and just thought, oh, I don't mind, no, I've already sipped I, it. I think I'm at home with Emily, she'll be drinking out of the mom's <laughs> cup next time you see her. She'll be wizened and bitter. <laughs> Going, come on! That's it. I actually, as I said, I, I find the mum quite attractive. Um, but they went out to dinner, Frank. <laughs> I do, that's what happens when you get older. You start fancying people like Andy Murray's mum. Frank, they went out to dinner and spent... His bill came to £4,000. He mm. only had a lemon soda. Old Marmari must have been knocking back the champagne. Oh, Apparently the friends were drink, drinking cocktails or something and, and Andy Murray had one lemon soda, which mm. isn't even really a drink here, is it? Is that lemonade? Is that, that I, I suspect if this story is, if this story is true mm. and uh, Andy Murray spent £4,000 on family and friends and only had a lemon soda, you'll probably lose his Scottish citizenship. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, Yeah, Andy Murray. It's Mm. good. I'm glad he won. I'm glad he won. Sorry he didn't jump the net. Personally, if I won, I, I think I'd pick one ball boy and make them chair me shoulder high around the court. Why <laughs> I wave to the crowd, really struggling, you know, like a fat one. Pick a fat ball boy, really. What would you go piggyback? Yeah, because I can't trust them, the fat ones, to blow up the balloons when they're supposed to. <laughs> Absolutely. So you have to impose exercise upon them. Can I tell you something that took about, I'd say, 14% of the sheen off the victory for me mm. was when he ran over to get his watch. Oh, yeah. Photographs. But he sponsored... I know, but that's Did what I didn't like. Did you stay and watch it? No, but I saw the highlights the oh, next okay. day. And uh-huh. they showed that bit, and you can see him all panicking, rifling through his sports bag, yeah, trying to get the story watch. attached to what, that. Why did he, he, he Because he's got a sponsorship with the watch, and so he has oh, to be photographed kidding, with the watch. Oh. I knew you wouldn't like that, Frank. Oh, that's He forgot terrible. to put his watch on after the Wimbledon game, and so he had to remember this time. Mm. But... On the subject of the commercial aspect of Andy Murray's career, one thing that has been bothering me since his win is the tabloids in the UK saying he's set to net a hundred million pounds from this. Like Murray is minted as if that was all part of the plan. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to dedicate my entire life to winning a Grand Slam and then ka-ching. I don't think that's what it was. Well, well I would have agreed with you read until, the paper until I heard the watch anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> and now I think that's probably correct. No, it's See, just part of this thing, isn't it? He's got to do that, hasn't he? He hasn't got to. If I was a top tennis player, I would wear. I would have no sponsorship whatsoever. You'd wear your really? swatch. I would, I would get swatch. all my stuff off the market. <laughs> oh, oh, the, oh no change there, then. <laughs> you know, we're a fan of Daily Mail comments. There was a Daily Mail comment about him earning a hundred million pounds, and somebody put, perhaps he should buy his own bats and balls. <laughs> But, but that's, that, that is exactly what I'd do. I'd have no branding. I'd bring all my <laughs> kit out in a nondescript second-hand suitcase. 
suitcase. I make a real point that I will. I always think about that when I watch the snooker. There'd be nothing on my Frank, waistcoat. Frank, do you know right. what I like? I like the idea of you in between points uh, delving in that suitcase like a seventies impressionist. Yeah, I well, love that, that. I'd be happy. I wouldn't mind pushing um, Robinson's lemon barley water. <laughs> you I don't love drink that, that don't anymore. I do. I'm partial to that. <laughs> no, I still, I do still drink that. But um, don't send me any, by the way, out in the forty. Lemon uh, soda. <laughs> uh, don't send it to the poor. That's my advice. Third world. They love a bit of cordial. <laughs> if, if, Frank, they, if, if, if they can get the water, they're happy with it. Of course. <laughs> otherwise, if you haven't got any water, I mean, you don't want a, a bottle of Robinson's taunting you from a shelf. Absolutely. No. No, that's, that is terrible. That's point. By the way, I owe you a pound. I have not forgotten that. And, uh, I didn't want to bring it up. I have it here. I have it right here. We, uh, we bet. Ah. You, you bet again. This is the receiving of the pound. This is the pound. <laughs> this, is the, this is the pound. That's me flicking the pound. Thank you so much. In case much. you thought he was biting it, <laughs> like yes. a, a gold medal winner. At Don't the act like it's the abdication or I something. I it's not that I would big. not bite it. a, a coin deal. of the realm. I mean, you don't know where they... Why do you owe him a pound? Uh, we bet... Uh, Frank bet against Andy Murray winning Wimbledon, and I said he... Uh, I think he might do it, and then I no, said... No, you I'll said you, you thought he would. I did it. think he would, yeah. and I, I was I was slightly out by a few months, but I don't want you... Well, no, he hasn't won Wimbledon. Maybe you think he's won my... Wimbledon. I can assure you he hasn't. I knew he'd win a Grand Slam, and now I think he'll win eight. If you'd have been uh, if you'd have been more up front and you went off, off on holiday afterwards just to try not to buy me a pound back, I would have happily gone double or quits with oh, um, with um, this. You see, then you would have been. I nearly texted you. I love I love a double or quits. Oh really? Yeah, I, I made I made ten quit at the World Wars. It's <laughs> like doing a show with Paul Merson, Tony Adams. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry about this. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. If I could live anywhere in the world, mm. do you know where I'd live? Where? <laughs> Email corner. <laughs> it's lovely there. I love it. So we've had emails from our many listeners. Mm. The first one I'd like to read out. Why did, why did everyone look at me when I said many? <laughs> like, so are we, gonna, are we going, going with that? Has <laughs> no one told him? <laughs> yeah, sorry. From our listeners... This is from David in Nottingham. Smashing? Now, you may... Robin Hood, Robin Hood, riding through the glade. Oh, it's a great song. I did a little part there. He called Band of Outlaws to a tavern on the green. They swore to help the people of the king. They challenged all injustice on the English country scene, but still had plenty of time to sink. The English country scene, that sounds a bit Mumford and Sons, that. Yeah, it does. They had plenty of time to sing, though. I mean, yeah. it's, it's all, the, why don't the police do that when they've sorted out all the injustice? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Lovely David from Nottingham. Politics there. Sorry. David from Nottingham. Now, you may recall, just to give you the backstory, mm. the Cockrell was talking last week, Frank, about how he and Mrs Cockrell had a little bit of a spat because she was on the phone to her dad or something she when you were trying to listen dad. to some music in was, the car. I was listening to a song that I'd already yeah. said. Oh, I like this song. And? And then next thing, turning it down, okay, taking so a call. quite a lot of residual outrage. <laughs> what we're starting Getting those car rules laminated. Yeah, the cockerel, he runs his car like <laughs> East Germany. <laughs> his poor family are laminate. oppressed. Anyway, David from Nottingham, he sympathises. Oh. He says, Hello, Frank, Emily and Alan. Like Alan, my wife also made a phone call interrupting a song I had previously informed her I liked. 
I was even singing along when she made a phone call to her father, who was in the car following us. In our car, the phone connects through the car. Wow. So the song cut out completely. That's a spectacular car of the future. (laughs) (laughs) What, with Bluetooth? Yeah. (laughs) I do eat in the car. My weakness is KFC, which leaves bits of browning lettuce in the car. Lettuce for the KFC? Forget about it. Falling out of the burger, maybe. Falling out of a chicken burger. I never touch the burgers. I'll go for the uh, three-piece. Oh, dear. Yeah. I've had a five-piece in the past. (laughs) But I was on holiday. To hell with it. <laughs> I had uh, KFC in Korea. I, did you? How was that? Not the same. You know, you think that's a universal. The, uh, I'll say it's the, not the same. The covering. Globalisation type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it is chicken. <laughs> but, um, but the covering is different. Really? And it's oh. much thicker and, um, I mean, really chewy. Really quite tough. Oh. It's like, if you can imagine eating a, a bit of roast chicken in a jiffy bag... Mm. It's like that. It's really sturdy. Oh. I wouldn't know because the only thing I'm allowed to eat is the moist toilet wipe. That comes <laughs> yeah, I know, with it. of course. But you know, nice. um, and, da- and I couldn't find a balloon in Korea. <laughs> Frank David from Nottingham. You can't blow up a lantern. Sorry, carry on. David from Nottingham ends by saying, "Frank, the cup holder is just to the left of the radio. You need to push it in to release it." Well, he's assuming we drive the same model car. Well, he maybe he knows. You have said what car you've got. Yeah. To the left of the radio. I'll I'll look for that. Thank you Mm. very much. What was the song, by the way? Uh, Salisbury Hill. Oh, you don't want Salisbury all interrupted by a a phone. Salisbury Hill is um, Peter Gabriel's song, in case you don't know. Yeah. He's up on Salisbury Hill. Mm -hmm. And he's... Do you know the song? Um, He's he's approached by an eagle. (laughs) He's approached by an eagle who offers to give him a lift home. Right. And he and he declines and then spends the rest of his life oh. in regret. Is it his rhyme of the ancient mariner? It's a somewhere? weird thing. And I actually went to Salisbury. And obviously, it's impossible to go there without thinking of it. And when I got uh, to the top of it, there was um, there was an eagle rank. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking it might actually be a true story. Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, we're still in email corner, I are believe. We, are we still in email corner? Yeah. Oh, good, because uh, I have another one here from Helen from York. Um, hi, who signs herself Helen of York, I've noticed. Oh, really? I've oh, got I think, it's, from I think York it's the here. person who started the Trojan War. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Frank and the team. I just wanted to say thank you. You've been in my ear on the podcast all year while I've been training for the Great North Run. I love runners listening to the show on podcasts. I get really excited by that. Yeah. Yeah. I just like it. I feel like you make a a sort of a real connection with people while they're on there. I like him. I like him. I said I don't like him. I can't miss chance. (laughs) I imagine they listen to us on their Sunday long. That's quite common for runners. They have a Sunday Sunday long. They have a long run on a Sunday quite often. Do they? Yeah, it's a good day for a Sunday long. I sounded so Birmingham then. Yeah, I used to to have an affair with Janice Long, and I. um, (laughs) (laughs) I used to call it a Sunday long, and how how strange that's that's become a common. I wish you were still seeing her. I love borrowing her products. I'll be listening to you on the podcast as I'm running the 13.1 miles round Newcastle and wanted you to wish everyone good luck. She's going to actually listen to us during the race? Yeah, so she won't hear this now. I imagine she's avoiding it like an episode of The Likely Lads. Okay, so she's listening. Helen, keep going. Keep going, going, Helen. Perhaps she'll introduce the fall as she 
hits the wall. Not on the podcast, I won't. Oh, of course, yeah. So, uh, oh. yeah, that's marvellous, and good luck to everybody in that race. And yes. all the spectators who turn up to cheer, even though the runners are actually listening to podcasts. <laughs> so you're completely <laughs> wasting your time. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean, Alan Cochrane, and text us on 81215 or follow us on Twitter using Frank on Absolute. Oh, I liked it an hour ago when you rapped that. I can't rap. I can't rap every <laughs> hour. I will never rap again. That, that, that is my... Um, I met that vow. Oh, OK. I think you should stop rapping when you're... Uh, just stop rapping. Yeah, it's good I, I think we've, uh, we've heard it now, haven't we? Mm. We um, know all about your car and your crib, yeah. and they're really nice. I told you Congratulations. I haven't told you about my crib. Uh, one oh. side of it opens down, so you can pass the baby from the bed without <laughs> having to lift him up too high. I'd oh, love you to yeah. rap about an actual crib. That would <laughs> yeah. be excellent. I could easily. I built it. about the functionality <laughs> of I it. I built it. I can sing about it if I like. Yeah. And you could rap about your show and your flow. Which is also a populist theme, I find. By showing my flow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're losing me now. What's the flow? No, that's just always in rapping they I talk about might, that. I think you're thinking of Andy Cap. <laughs> <laughs> is it some of the rhyming slang? Anyway, what else are we talking about? Oh, You've been I, out and about this week. I have. I'm going to cough. Brace yourselves oh, across, across the nation. <clears throat> oh, God. Sorry. And, um, yeah, I went to uh, Kew Gardens. Mm. Not not the snooker hall, the... the <laughs> the um, the gardens. Is yeah, there the a gardens. Call? Call. Of course, there is. Oh, good. I'm pleased and, to hear. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> it's it's nice. It's in it's in um, sort of West London. Cute. And uh, you know, there's big big greenhouses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I went with a, a friend of mine. It was a sort of a family day out. We took our baby, oh, took his baby, nice. and he's also got a, a three year old. So at one point, my mate Phil says to his uh, his three year old. Uh, he said, uh, right, um, he's, he's into pirates, he's, he's big into pirates. He, he gave him a stick and he said, right, go off and be a pirate. Mm. Well, of course, I was worried he was going to come back with a middle-aged couple at knife point. <laughs> but he went away for a bit and we were sitting chatting and then he came back and I, I could see he had some bright green in his hand. Uh-huh. The child. Or for the child. Yeah. And I thought, oh, what is that? And, and then I got closer and he got closer because it was a parrot. No. No. And I thought, Frank, now this no. is someone who's picked up an idea and run with it. <laughs> He's come back with a parrot. Frank, I mean, how, how, how tame must it be as well to sit on his hand like that? Then I could see the head was lolling quite oh, a lot oh. on the oh, parrot. Oh, no. So, uh, don't worry, he hadn't, he hadn't plucked one out of the air. He'd, um, he'd found a dead parrot. Can you believe that go off and be a pirate, and then he found a Can dead parrot. Can I just say that child? I, I want him on my team. He's <laughs> he is the best researcher he, I've ever met in my life. He's resourceful. He's he a is. high achiever in the three-year-old yes. pirate player community. Yeah, he was gouging an eye out when we caught him, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, trying to get the bottom half of his leg. <laughs> so on off with that. No, but it was it was really uh, it was astonishing. A bit of a panic went up. Mm-hmm. Because they carry about um, nine hundred diseases, apparently. Yeah, parrots. I would imagine at least. That's what they always used to say about parrots when I was a youth. Oh, mm-hmm. We don't want to get a parrot; they carry about nine hundred diseases. <laughs> yeah, they did, and there weren't so many diseases in those days. But the parrots pretty well cornered the market. Mm. 
so there was a worry about that, and my, my friend had to pretend that it was a toy parrot that belonged to someone else, so he couldn't play with it. He didn't want to say dead parrot, he didn't want to bring up the subject of mortality. And also that Monty Python Monty thing's Python. a bit over yeah. now. Well, the Monty Python thing, I felt the pressure of that. I, I thought, bet no, you hold did, on, I'm, I'm a British comedian in a public <laughs> place, there's a dead parrot, I feel I have to, I have to do something. I felt terribly sad. I bet there was a bit of you that thought, if this becomes brilliant material, I, I'm not going to like it, because everyone will be think, thinking of the Monty Python thing. Yeah, like exactly. The dead yeah. parrot. Oh, Frank, Frank's going to dead parrot bit of his yeah, I, just, I thought oh, if anything funny comes out so I just put my fingers in my ears and went ah the way you do it. <laughs> you know when the football results are on the news just before match of the day that, that was the approach I took and it worked for me this is Frank Skinner absolute radio and then he uh, and then he came back with uh, some four candles <laughs> <laughs> no 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 I made that bit up but uh, it's interesting that I don't know if you. Uh, there might be listeners who don't uh, live in the southeast of England who are shocked to hear that uh, parrots are generally flying about. They're not. They're not just in the gardens because they're like botanical gardens. They oh. are, that, there's a lot of them in West London. No bright green there parrots. Aren't. There are really? loads of them. And the story. Well, there's two theories. One is they were used. Um, they filmed the African Queen. Do you know the African Queen? I do. Yeah. He emails me on a regular basis. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I mean, it was one night. Shut up about it. <laughs> but anyway, they filmed the African Queen and they got these parrots and uh, they escaped and bred. And that's why they did. That's one theory. And the other one, my particular favourite, is um, Jimi Hendrix had two parrots, uh, a, a male and a female, <laughs> in the 60s. And he released them in Carnaby Street. Oh, and they so flew cool. west and multiplied. Well, if they were... You know that biblical saying, fly west and multiply? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, well, go, go west, I thought it was. Oh, that's more Old Compton Street. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, I think they went over Old Compton Street mm. and, uh, and thought twice. But they... Um, yeah, it's amazing to see bright green parrots just in trees on ordinary streets. So uh, did you make a dead parrot reference then? Well, I had to hide it, you see. They had to take the, the, the child away. Oh. And I had to get rid of the parrot. So I, I put it in a tree in a cleft. You were an accessory. Oh, did you? It, I put it in so a, you left in it balanced. A cleft in a tree trunk. Well, I, I hooked its feet on the top. <laughs> and there was, there was quite a noticeable tail oh. feather sticking out the side of the tree. Give, give it a state funeral, why don't you? I thought I'd give, I'd give something for the cat to climb at. Yeah, not just leave it on the <laughs> it's floor. It's not a dignified end. So the cat will be struggling. It's just in the hole, tucked in the hole. No, it was a, it was it a might dead couple Couple off though. Gravity might just tip it out. And the... no, no, I, I hooked oh, its really? uh, I hooked its feet into a into I said into a cleft. I wedged its <laughs> ankles in. Do they have ankles? That's that's um, this week's texting. Do parrots have ankles? <laughs> but actually, people are texting in whether or not Jaffa cakes are worthy of that or not. <laughs> well, I'm happy to go back into Jaffa cakes. I will <laughs> say. Frank, did you know Capability Brown lost out on a job as a gardener at Kew, and and I think they made a big mistake. Is that right? Mm. That's like not signing the Beatles. Yeah, that was in the days before he changed his name. That was known as <laughs> not all that good Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and that didn't look good on the CV. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were uh, the the parrot thing. I think when I said there were parrots in West London flying mm. uh, flying free, people thought I was um, acting the goat. I think, but I, I think it's fair to say it's taken off. Yeah, yeah I, think, excellent. I think people thought it was a flight of fancy. Oh, oh. absolutely smashing! No, I think that's room what for they another thought. one, everyone. But. Uh, 
but there is some there are parrots we've had missives in from the outside world mm. you know people can text us on eight twelve fifteen. yeah they can should they wish they don't but they um, can <laughs> oh no they do no parrots don't have ankles just knees is one of them they have knees apparently so oh. they're quite religious <laughs> Do you think they genuflect a lot? Yeah, you, so see, them, you see them. I see, yeah, you see them in uh, Pew Gardens. <laughs> Pew Gardens. Did you? <laughs> no, I, got, I didn't oh, think it was worth repetition. Very oh. good. And I'm sorry we missed it because no, we no, all no, thought was, you'd said. I was oh. happy to let it go. There'll be one man in yeah, Grim, I was, Grimsby. Who I was happy that. to let it go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Frank. Also, oh, Amanda has tweeted us. Amanda. At Frank on Absolute, <laughs> she says Frank is right. I live in Beckenham in South East London, regularly had parrots in the garden. Mm. You see? I blame Jimi Hendrix. I love the... When you look at those parrots, I want you to imagine Jimi in, like, a floral shirt, maybe a velvet jacket, in Carnaby Street, just throwing them into the air and off they go. Mm. And and they were good breeders, so, you know, there is a link. Yeah. He basically started the parrot flock. Jimi Hendrix. We have had a more... uh, Less fun... uh, (laughs) version of the parrots uh, good morning all i heard that the parrots migrated here and with the weather not being so cold anymore they decided to stay well they've been here but they've been here since <laughs> the early 60s they've been here ages they are parakeets not parrots loads in roundwood park they're still coming in yeah. oh goodness me parakeets parrots well we're not gonna yeah potato and potato gonna, yeah, yeah exactly yeah they're polymorphous mm. are they <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get the poly suffix into this somewhere. Well, Alan anyway. from Ealing says that they terrorise native birds and that they're evil. And Alan with a U, that's mm. not common, is it? Mm. Me and him, basically. Yeah, and Alan Armstrong, the Welsh actor. And um, Alan Evans, um, used to play for Liverpool and Wolverhampton Wanderers and got uh, glassed in a nightclub, I believe, 22 stitches in the face. Could have oh. been more. Could have been more. Mm. Oh. Um, this has been an interesting link, hasn't it? Been, uh, <laughs> <laughs> parrots, uh, parrots, and other people that spell their name with a U. Parrots and parrots <laughs> and urban violence. <laughs> How often the two come together? This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I do the last parrot email. This is the last yeah. one. <laughs> I yes. don't want to do any more, but this one's really caught my eye. The green parrots are not parrots; they are parakeets. Blah 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 blah. But um. <laughs> the thing I like about it is that it's from someone called Robin. Well, they, I mean, that's that's got to be the last pun of the show based on parrots, hasn't it? Surely. Anyway. You can say they're parakeets so you're red in the chest. <laughs> they're still <laughs> parrots as far as I'm concerned. I uh, I will probably spend quite a lot of time thinking about this and possibly even Googling it. You know, I'm a big time waste. I'm not the most driven individual mm. in the world, and I think we all know that about You've me. done well there. Just done... think what you would have done if you'd been really... Do you know, I sometimes do. No. I sometimes do. Yeah. But I've reached a new low as far as time wasting goes. Mm. Um, I was on my way back to uh, Manchester on the train the other day, and I knew that I had some stuff to write. I've got, mm. I've got things on, you know. Mm. Oh, yeah, no one's denying that. I think you were and, on uh, Mot the Week only last week. I was. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you just turn up and do all that off the cuff. But I do. Yeah. <laughs> I was drafted in as a late replacement on that, as it happens. Oh, but, really? uh, but new law for me as regards time wasting was Jimmy Carr. Off... Apparently, they, they said no to cash in hand. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I put off doing work 
in order to listen to a podcast of a radio programme about procrastination. Oh, oh well, it's a that's, new law. That's a grim irony. It's horrible, isn't it? But it was quite interesting. There was a lot in it that I thought was interesting. Apparently, the uh, writer Douglas Adams used to say, I love deadlines, I like hearing the whooshing sound as they go by. Oh. That was his thing. He I'm, wasn't. I'm like that with parrots. <laughs> <laughs> I met Douglas Adams and made a complete fool of myself. I was interviewed. Did you? Douglas yeah. Adams, you may know, wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide yes. to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when I was introduced to him, I got completely mixed up and I <gasps> sang Bright Eyes. You did not. I did, I honestly did. You thought he was the Watership Down writer. I thought he was Richard Adams who wrote <laughs> Watership Down. Right, yeah, I've never heard this and I feel yeah. ill. And you know what, he didn't even, like, laugh about it. And I didn't do no, it as a joke, it was a genuine lot. mix. I thought he'd be really pleased that I know who he is. <gasps> and I went for it and I got the wrong Adams. What was he doing as you were sitting there singing Bright Eyes? This friend said, this is, uh, this is uh, Frank says, this is Richard Adams. I said, oh, Richard Adams, Bright Eyes, but... And he went, oh, no. <laughs> And uh, oh. I, I, I didn't get it. I thought he was a bit off because I sang the song and he wasn't prepared, but I, I didn't realise he just nothing to do with him at all. <laughs> yeah, was standing there thinking, I'm Douglas, Douglas. Yeah, it was, it was, that was difficult. Yeah, well, apparently he had a deadline at one point where um, the he's, he, he was a habitual liar about, oh, yeah, I'm getting on with it, it's nearly done, it's mm. going to be great. And apparently one publisher came to London, hired a hotel and sat in a hotel suite and sat and watched him write the book for two weeks. OK, that's a bit creepy. That's that's no, that's like even that. lower impetus than I've got. But There's I, a lot of it about Leonardo. Yeah. Da Vinci. He rarely finished anything. Oh, good. That's true. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You know, Frank. he was a military tactician and stuff like that. Oh. He never finished. You say, we build a big groove here, no one will get through, he wouldn't turn up. No. He was supposed to do a big um, statue. Uh-huh. And uh, never got round to it. Uh, the bloke, the prince who'd um, who'd uh, bequeathed it, if that's the word, be one came, of the Medici's. came back for the uh, the bronze and um, turned, made a cannon, some cannonballs out of it. So you're in good company. We all prevaricate. If I think of the hours I've wasted on cheeky girls' Google images, <laughs> <laughs> I could have been a contender. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I play uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on the iPhone app. Do you? Yes. Do you? Yeah, but guess what I've discovered? You two don't know this. You have the option of phoning a friend, and you can choose them. They have You don't actually phone the friend, obviously, but you have answers. Oh, so you're playing on a phone, yes. and you don't actually phone a friend. I know. That seems ridiculous. But you choose one of the friends, and in order to give you a hint who might be able to help you, it gives you a little biog. I came to one of them. There's a picture of Jeff Lloyd... Uh-huh. And he's... Annabelle, yes, he's one of the phone of friends, but they call him George, a science professor who loves 1960s music. Oh. I don't know why he's on it, that but he is. We must investigate that. Yeah. He does look like a science professor. I mean that in the nicest possible <laughs> way. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Someone's texted stop. I'm assuming that they've got confused between us and some, uh, like, you know, those regular PPI type texts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they uh... No, I think it could, it could be a driving instructor. Mm. All right. <laughs> I, I, I do, I'm doing my test. Um, at, it coincides with this show, so that was my emergency stop. Either that, or it's somebody that thinks they've got a lot of power and they don't like this show. He might hate. I, he I might think hate it's an Monford old school person trying to send a telegram. Oh, because that's the sort of information that was enclosed in the telegram. Stop. Very yeah. good. What if it's an old person who's you know being attacked? They're trying to get help. They're ignoring it. 
<laughs> press the button. You know the you know the button. Just didn't have time yeah. to put. Mrs. Stop Jones the knows help is on its way. I know those. <laughs> it could be uh, could be from a lollipop lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And here's me thinking I was a time waster. <laughs> We're going to think of a hundred different ways. By the way, I, I imagine there's a lot of people who write listening to this show. People who would be novelists, and, mm. yeah, uh, yeah, and poets listen to this show. It's not just long distance runners, is it? I find we uh, have actual artists listening to this show. Mm-hmm. We do. Mm. When I when I'm uh, I've got something to write, I, what I use as my motivation, I have a chart above my um, computer, which is the mortality rates of men in the United Kingdom. <laughs> Oh. It's literally a deadline, and you think, oh, "I better get this finished." And well, it's good. I'd recommend it. They did say that on the program that people become less dithering as they get older. Because I don't they find realize... that. Do you? What about no. the shaky head? <laughs> <laughs> They're not allowed. They for obviously that? haven't seen Ian Lavender going into a coffee bar. I think it's <laughs> something to do with you realise that you can't be wasting that much time. No, it's when, true. Then, when, as you get older, you think, "I can't. I can't." hang about as much as I used to. Absolutely. I could, uh, honestly, if I could... That's why I, read, I read The Eye now, that newspaper. It's oh, a yeah. bit slimmer than the others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good, that, isn't it? Yeah. But apparently there's a thing for people that know themselves and they know their time waste. Do any of us really know, know ourselves? ourselves. Yeah. It's existential debate. Apparently there are computer programmes that writers use called stuff like Freedom or, like, Concentrate or whatever, and you can... Freedom sounds a bit S&M community. Yeah, yeah you can say... <laughs> I haven't come across it. I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to, um... I don't want to access the internet for eight hours or whatever, and it'll say, are you sure? And you put yes, and then that's it. You've you've then got to concentrate. Sadie Smith uses that, she was saying, recently really? to finish her novel. Yeah. This has gone extremely literary. <laughs> can I bring the whole thing down? Oh, go on, carry on. Well, apparently, it's it's all based on Ulysses at the Mast, which um, was one of the first Twitter addresses, and uh, and is also Ulysses at the Mast. He got them to tie him to the Mast. So he want, he, he wanted to hear the fabulous voices of the sirens, but he didn't, didn't want to be respond. tempted, he yes. didn't want to do all. So it's to resist temptation. I've tried it with Jaffa cakes. Have you? You got <laughs> yeah. them to tie you up? I bro- just put I, you in a muzzle. <laughs> I, bro- I broke some two and a half inch cable <laughs> to get to them. <laughs> anyway, look, traffic, traffic news, late traffic news. Yeah. Lambeth Bridge is closed. Oh. In London. Right. And how do I know that? Are you doing the traffic news? I'm doing the traffic. <laughs> um, because it's very near to where I live mm-hmm. and they're filming on there today. Um, oh, Frank! Fast and Furious Six. Oh, <laughs> no way. Vin I mean, Diesel. I um I I couldn't I didn't get that close to the vehicles. He's <laughs> <laughs> not a car kind of guy, are you? But um, it was um, it was quite exciting today that there was a, oh. some Russian traffic signs when I left the flat this oh, morning. Oh, were they pointing towards Chelsea? They were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they had... Uh, what they've done is they've turned uh, Lambeth Bridge into a bridge in Moscow. Really? For oh, the film. Frank, how And there's exciting. some Russian vehicles involved in a bit of a crash. If you want to go down there today and have a look at a, a big film being made, just do it. Lots of guys there in high-vis jackets walk, looking at passers-by in a kind of a... Yeah, you know, we're in the... Uh, we're in the film industry. Oh, I hate those ones. Yeah. Yeah. Puffer jackets. Yeah, and then I walked past, it didn't look quite so grand, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, well, here comes a uh, borderline national treasure. <laughs> now we're not so special. But Did yeah. they say, Frank, I hate it when they say absolute quiet. Oh, I can't bear that. Absolute quiet, of course, is uh, what I aim for on this show. No, that's a new station, Frank. They're launching quiet. it next week. Absolute it's just silence, yeah. Meditation yeah. station. John, John Cage. A lot the, of John Cage. The royalties he'll be getting from that. So, yeah, so it's, uh, the, the, the bridge outside my house is basically Moscow. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. Clean, the cleaner refused to come. So <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't go anywhere near. Casey has to see her papers. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, she does favour a day glow, full face balaclava, so it wouldn't be wouldn't be good at the moment. <laughs> Thank I'd love it if you were an extra. That would oh, be yeah. great. What? Wear your red hoodie. It'll be like, don't look now. Yeah, I don't oh. think you can just turn off. Oh, can't you? No, well, I'm not allowed to anyway because I've got an equity card. Equity so my agent, yeah, things. I'm afraid right? I'm not allowed to do extra do you, work. Do you still pay your dues? Um, <laughs> we'll discuss that later. Okay. I don't I, think I do. What, your equity subs? Mm. Is that what you mean? I think I do. All right. Yeah. Oh, I, this, the, uh, the direct debit never ran out of my Barclay Super Saver account, so I presume it's still going out. That's, um, mm. oh, I, I left a long time ago. Can I just ask, I, I haven't seen the other five Fast and Furiouses. Do you think that's going to mean that I won't enjoy Fast and Furious 6 when they complete? Well, I'll be honest with you, I haven't either. But oh. now, you know, when anything happens, even ever so slightly involves you in yeah. anything. Like, if I, when I, I went down to a student protest in the 1970s, mm. and we went to Downing Street, and um, James Callaghan, the current um, Prime Minister, as a Labour yeah. Prime Minister, came out, and he waved, mm-hmm. and I waved back, and ever since then I voted Labour. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it for me. So now I think, like, I'm going to watch the entire franchise from one to six because yeah. I feel like, you know, they're my people. Yeah, you're involved. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's a little bit, little bit of me in there. It's my bridge. My bridge is not visible, can I make no. that absolutely clear? <laughs> <laughs> well, my, I think there's a, there's a slight flash of it in the dancing scene, in the Russian dancing well, scene. lenses are good now, aren't they? But it was, um, it's exciting to see. They're all oh, out there. Right. Well, I had the great rock and roll swindle filmed at my house when I was a child. At your house? Yes, wow. yes. Punks on my bed and all sorts. Wow. My sister cried because she was scared of Sid Vicious. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably, I would think. Is that, is that true? Which yes. scene? Which scene from the great rock and roll swindle? Well, it's really weird because there's, it's, it was a gothic gated village that I lived in, a gated community. Right. And I'll you have to show you. lived in a gothic gated community? Yes. It was okay. it was like a Tim Burton film that I lived in essentially, but there's a scene there. There's a singing lesson going on with a music teacher. Yeah, and they're clambering outside. Anyway, that's my. I'll show it to you. I wonder if it was Tony Debrett. Yes, it was. It was. Oh well, she I had a there. singing lesson from her. Oh, once. My, well, someone talk. said to me, "You can sing lesson with Tony Debrett. She's the biggest name dropper you'll ever meet in your life." I said, "Really?" And I got there and I couldn't get the door open, and she came to the door and said, "Oh, I'm." Terribly sorry. That door's never been the same since Benny Hill used it as a sketch. <laughs> and got, got off the step. <laughs> anyway, look, um, enough of this nonsense. Mark Crossley's coming up next. Um, and if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Thank you so much for listening. We love you all. This is Frank Skinner. 